Hello, everyone. My name is Brittany. My name is Shannon. And we are the Sutherland Girls. Mm. You're listening to Sutherland Girls Podcast. So, on this episode, (laughs) so we're going to talk about sobriety, Um, mostly just like alcoholism, I'd say. Okay. Um, and then, so if you know someone who has sobriety issues or who you think has a problem and needs to become sober or you don't know if you are or not because there are some people out there that might think that they have a problem when really they just need counseling and to figure it out Mm -hmm. because you know there's those hypochondriacs that are like am i or am i not true um so this episode is going to clear it up and we are going to talk up well not me um my mom Mm-hmm. is going to talk about her experience with sobriety um, and tell her story so you guys know a little bit more about it because we discussed it very briefly in our intro. Mm-hmm. So You want me to start from the very beginning or? um Maybe start with like, okay, s- did you have any signs growing up or like when did your drinking start um I didn't really drink in high school I may have had a wine cooler they called them back then (laughs) I don't think they even make wine coolers anymore Bartles and James I don't Um, know what that is Tickle Me Pink Strawberry Hill uh, I may have had a sip or something like that or, or one of those or half of those, whatever, in high school. I didn't really drink because I was uh, a controlling person <laughs> and I didn't like the feeling. Uh, I would rather observe everybody else partying and drinking and, and be the bounce around and help everybody type person. The mom. Of uh, the group. Yes. <laughs> and then um, let's see. I was 16 and my parents separated. Um, and I think it was at 17 when I really I was bouncing back and forth between my parents not from home to home but um I was their crutch okay I'll say um and then I started to rebel probably 17 yeah 17 18 somewhere around there and so I drank socially uh all through my 20s uh you know you start off with dollar drink night at the bars and then Saturday and then it ends up every day except for Monday because they're closed. <laughs> um, I worked in a bar when you were a baby, so I didn't drink when I was working. What age was that? Um, let's see. I went back to work because I didn't work when you were born, but uh, I needed to support you because I was a single mama. Uh, my family was amazing. I lived with my brother and then I lived with your grandmother and uh, granddaddy was very helpful, uh, you know, helping me get you into school and things like that later on. But and how many brothers do you have so that the viewers or listeners know? I have three brothers. Okay. So you're, I'm in the middle. You're living with who at the time? Oh, I was living with my oldest brother, Kevin. Okay. Um, he was a fire, a new new firefighter at that time, mm-hmm. um, and he was single, okay. uh, and so I lived with him. And he, we'll get into it later, but he used to wake you up every morning when he got home from the fire station. He loved to play with you. Anyway, um, let's see. So I you, started working in the bars when you were. Did you Ooh, two work years old, I in think. the bars when before me or no? No. When did that start? You were uh, you were about two years old. Okay. And so I so you were twenty. I needed a night job. Okay. You know, uh, this is yes. I started working in the bar when you were two years old because I lived with grandma. We lived with grandma, um, and she could watch you at night. Okay. When she was traveling or not at home, um, your uncle Craig and Aunt Tasha watched you. Okay. Um. So I worked in the bars and what I would do was after I closed up my little shop there or um, I was a cigar girl for a while and then I ran a hat shop in the country bars, uh, I would drink with my friends um, 
but that was just casual, you know, because I had to drive home, maybe one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I went out with friends on a night out, let's say grandma watched you or whatever, um, it was on. But again, social, normal drinking in your 20s. Um, and then in my 30s, um, a lot of stress with a blended family and, you know, that kind of stuff going on. Stress is at work. A lot of stress at work. Stress to provide. And um, I started drinking a little bit more. Um, and when you say blended family, what does that mean? Like me and daddy and... Yes. Okay. Yes. So... Um, Having two girls that are complete opposites in the same home, in the same grade, at the same school, was very difficult. Okay. Um, I'm sure it was difficult for you guys, too. I'm sure both of you would say it was difficult. And um, I kind of, uh, instead of talking or dealing with it with Daddy-O... I would just go out with the girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and by that, I mean down the street. <laughs> and so at what age is this now? Um, you got, oh, I was in my late 30s. You guys were okay. in high school. So between 24 working at the bar to fast forward, you have a blended family. You have two stepchildren. I was always what if you went back and talked to people that I hung out with in my 20s, they might say I was always the party girl. Okay. Um, I always was the girl with two beers in my hand. (laughs) (laughs) Even when I started after being 21, uh, after you were, uh, yeah, you were, you were little, you were me and my friend Sharon. Would go out and it was always straight to the bar, two beers in my hand, then walk around and talk to people. But it was social drinking. (laughs) It it was social drinking. Um, And I probably should have known there was a problem when friends would say, oh, let's get those guys to buy us a drink. And I would be like, I'm not waiting for them. (laughs) I'll buy my own drink. (laughs) So uh, just socially drinking, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, when you have a night off and have a babysitter. And then... uh, Fast forward to, um, there was probably a few times over the years where I drank too much and didn't remember, but, um, it was my late thirties that, uh, things got a little stressful in our family and I start, it was like my outlet. You know, we so, had friends that lived down the street and yeah. we used to like to hang out in the backyard mm-hmm. and drink. Uh, we did every holiday with them. Um, and it just got to where. Let's back up and take a pause for a second. Okay. And describe these people from down the street that we used to hang out with. They were one, two, two, three blocks away from us. Uh-huh. And. It was a cul-de-sac. They. All the families lived partied. in the same cul-de-sac partied like close to we had a fraternity our, type party I, can i say what kind of parties it was no on fourth of july no because no, people will judge right away okay. and they don't understand it was a yet. great old barbecue oh my gosh it was so fun people we had parades and there was four families fireworks. yes and every single friend that those four families had outside of this four family friend group mm-hmm. came to this fourth of july party there was probably 50 people in these house in two of these houses on this one block at all times mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. these parties. Mm-hmm. So at least 100 people. So fun. You guys grew and up on that street. would li- come in and out. You know, you'd be like, okay, so-and-so and their family are going to come later. Mm-hmm. So you'd see the people from the morning crowd. You know, I, I don't even know how else to describe it. But like <laughs> the morning crowd fizzled out and went to another party and then all these night crawlers came in and stayed until probably fireworks. one or two yeah. for fireworks it was the best memories i've ever best times had. because all of you kids grew up together yes we were all around the same age we all experienced the same things at the same time so it was very much a blended family like how people would 
have family reunions. Like this was yes. our normal. And all of the adults were like your parents. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like I had to be on you or yeah. you had to be in the same room. And you as had me. to be if careful. you were in another room, a parent was watching and yeah. Yes. They they wouldn't hesitate. Yeah. It's how I grew up and I'm glad that you guys got mm-hmm. that experience. Yeah, it's the it's the American, you know, keeping up with the Robinsons where Everybody's there was a block party. And uncle and yeah, we yeah. had that block party. It just yeah. was, you know, half the size of what you would think they were in the fifties. So it was and the most best of time. them are related. <laughs> yes. Most of them are related, not incestually, just No, no. Mother you know, and her daughter and her son and their families yes. all live in the same cul de sac. Yes. So it's it's like y- me and you living on the same street mm-hmm. and my brother and sister living a couple doors down. Yes. So Yes. Totally normal, I I think. <laughs> And then they moved to Georgia all together. All of them moved, and I was devastated. Yeah, we're still upset about that. Yeah. But, you know, we're, we'll move on eventually, too. California is not a forever. Yeah, I am so happy. I mean, their lives have, all of their lives have just flourished. Yes, um, yes. We love them so much. I haven't yeah. seen them in, like, five years. So I was really hoping they would come to my wedding so that I can catch up with them yeah. as much as possible. But Things happen. We'll just make a trip out there. Yeah. For 4th of July in Georgia. That would be fun. <laughs> okay. So anyway, um, my to explain my drinking habits would be... But those parties, like everyone was wasted that's like the type of well you drink beer all day and then you bring out the jack at night kids would sneak alcohol what like beer i didn't know this i didn't because i was terrified terrified you get in trouble i thought like you would get tipsy like after like three sips of beer oh and so i was terrified that it it would be known yeah so so i was the girl that um didn't leave until the alcohol was gone it wasn't like I drank in the morning or I drank at home or I drank at, uh, it was, uh, I was the last one to leave the party. And what, so that was in your late thirties when? That was in my late thirties. And then, um, the year before I turned 40, I think it was a year, it might've been two years, uh, or it spanned over two years. There was three or four events that, I just drank way, way past my limit. I do not remember at all what happened. And it was two or three times you you kids were there. Mm-hmm. And it was like either throwing up or falling down. And yeah. like I said, it was all within like a year and a half or two years. There was a wedding, a party, a New Year's Eve. Um and the last event, I'm going to be super honest. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> was the homecoming football game. My senior homecoming. On your senior year. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure it's not a shock to anybody that the moms are not drinking coffee oh, in yes. those coffee cups. Yes. So I went to Los Alamitos High School. And you guys might have your thoughts and opinions prejudgment yeah. on w- how the parents are there okay it's it's either not as bad or 10 times ba- worse than what you think mm-hmm. it is it's, it's, it's not that bad n- it is no it's not that yes bad. it is it is the 50% of the parents will let you drink in front of them if you walk through their door mm-hmm. they are very open mm-hmm. they I don't even know anymore because it's been 10 years, but I they used to take keys so they wouldn't let us drive, which is nice. They would supply alcohol mm-hmm. um, It or it was like, my kid doesn't drink and you're just like looking at your friend like, uh, does she not know we're going out tonight? <laughs> that's Some parents issue. do have blinders. I always thought... Uh, if somebody would have come up to me and said, uh, your kid did this, I would go, oh, really? Mm-hmm. And I know you guys didn't like that, but I was never that parent that thought yeah. my kids aren't going to do it. Our but. school had really bad alcohol problems and like hard drugs. And so like 
for instance, I'm not going to name names, no, yeah. but some person in my senior class drove to school at 7.30 in the morning. May- maybe it was 8 o'clock. Um, it definitely was, she was, I didn't even want to say a gender. Anyways, I already said she. Um, she was already late to class. Mm-hmm. And she had a few vodka shots already. Oh, So I don't even understand how you can even, like, like that taste that early in the morning. Uh She drove and she crashed into a whole bunch of cars in the school parking lot. So that's the type of crazy, like, out-of-control parents that don't control their kids. I I don't think it's that uncommon. Yeah, but to me, that, like, was weird. Yeah. And it I, still is weird. I can remember and I picture these girls and they are my Facebook friends <laughs> um, that used to drink screwdrivers. Oh, my gosh. In the morning. So vodka and orange juice. And I thought I, I like was the same way in high school. I thought that plane. was crazy. I was like, how That's are crazy. you sitting in this classroom when you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You're going to get caught. She's going to smell it. I didn't know that you couldn't smell it. But yeah. I, so I think that does happen in some high schools. So of course, I went to a high school very similar to yours yeah um maybe it is normal for california or all high schools i don't know but i i would think that it wasn't as bad as what i experienced and what i know some schools in the area are known for that yeah so So at football games the parents would have alcohol in to-go coffee cups Mm -hmm. not coffee that's not coffee um yeah anyway so um after it was when I turned 40, the year that I turned 40, mm-hmm. um, things were not going very well, I guess, for me. And um, I drank too much that day. We had a tailgate. The parents yeah. had a tailgate. I drank too much that day. And then I remember uh, someone asking if I wanted to go. And I was like, fill her up. <laughs> it's oh going to be a long night. Um, some things happened in high school that when you guys were in high school, some parent issues and some friend issues that, that were stressful. Like my friends or your friends? Uh, your friends. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Oh wait, but that didn't happen yet. Yeah, it did. Oh, okay. Yeah, it did. Was it the year before that that happened? Uh-huh. Okay. 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 And so anyway, uh, I took my coffee cup into that football game and I finished it. And there must have been a whole bottle of wine in that coffee cup. I don't think that was wine because I remember it, was wine. it being. I remember it very distinctly. Mm-hmm. I remember, uh, yeah, we had must have had four bottles of wine. Not oh. me personally, but the group of girls I was with. How many girls? Uh, I think there was four of us. So a bottle each. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I remember yeah. you taking like Sudafed or n- not NyQuil, but like some, like a cold. I remember you had a cold. Oh, I did. I don't and remember And then that. I remember you guys pouring in the back of the truck, truck or car or whatever we it in. was. And I was like, should she really be mixing cold medication oh, with alcohol? Gosh. Probably and not. in my memory, it wasn't wine. For some reason, I thought it, and maybe it was another one of the mom's drinks that she was making, but I thought, because I remember, I like vividly remember that night. her having absolute vodka, but it was like peach flavor. No, I never drank vodka. Okay. I never drank vodka. I mean, not, I'm not going to say never because I had a bad experience with vodka. Yeah. Vodka, um, drinks was the one night at a cousin's wedding. Yeah. Vodka. And I got Those sick. Those were adioses. I got so sick. And, um, I thought my blacking out was coming from vodka. So I, s- Okay. Did I totally avoided so vodka. that was almost a year before the homecoming because that yeah. wedding was a Christmas theme it wedding was and it was weird winter time yeah um yeah so yeah that night is really flashing back to me no now. I remember both of those I you said there was four events I only remember those two those and two I didn't events. know that they were um, so close there was a New Year's Eve that I don't remember. Okay. I usually remembered everything. So when it got like that, like, yeah. Um, anyway, so that um, sitting in the stands, drinking my wine. Oh, my gosh. Um, and I remember, I remember who the homecoming. But we're not going to name names. Okay. I, and I ran good. down to take their picture. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I had my camera with me that I used to take at your cheer competitions yeah. and such. Um, and then I came back and at the end of the game, I don't even remember how many people were in the area. Not a lot. Okay. So but we were sitting and waiting for everybody else to leave. Yes and no. So all of the kids had left. I was making my way up. To me. And then I really, I don't remember how far away I was, but not close enough for you to finish this part of the story, but I wasn't close enough to save you. But I also was close enough to be like, oh no, she's drunky McDrunk drunk. <laughs> like carry her out of the bar people type of drunk. Yeah. So, um, the <laughs> we game all have is that over. one friend though. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny because I know that this has happened to so many people I know. I see it all over Instagram. Including family members. This has happened to. And I cannot believe it happened to me. But anyway, we're at the end of the game. I stood up. I think I was irritated by something. You've had a lot of triggers over the years. Mm -hmm. So I think something triggered you Mm -hmm. before you had a bottle of wine to yourself. And um, there were some people there in our area that okay. I was having issues with at the time. And was it you or was it because of me? It was because that... of you and your sister. Okay. That not something that you guys did. Okay. But things that were being done to you guys. Okay. By another parent. Right. Um, I don't want to go into too much detail that doesn't really matter mm. I should have handled myself better yeah and anyway everybody in our row but back then you let triggers affect you and you've learned from that I think because I'm a people pleaser and we'll get it kind of get into that in an episode I like to go over um people pleasing and um codependency because I never thought I was a codependent person I did everything on my own but then I realized through treatment that codependency comes in a lot of forms and one of it is um people pleasing Mm -hmm. um where you won't really say what's bothering you and so it's kind of a I was kind of triggered and 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 like most people when they're drinking and somebody's trying to help you you're like I can do it you're like a two-year-old child I've got it yeah. You know that little video of the little girl in the car seat and she's saying, worry about yourself and trying to do it herself. That's basically a drunk woman. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay. So we all stand up to leave and I'm going to climb over the so seats. So it was stadium seats that stadium fold back seats up. Stadium seats that fold up. Yeah. Very nice stadium for a football yes. game. Yes. And I have my camera bag and my purse and. Too many things for Too many tipsy. things in my hand. I should have let somebody help me. <laughs> And I didn't. And I stepped on the seat in front of me. And the next thing I knew, I was down. Okay. So what actually happened Mm -hmm. was you stepped on the seat, but you stepped on the part that like folds up. And so it folded your leg into the seat. Oh, gosh. And then you kind of like tumbled down and hit your head, which I was traumatized Mm -hmm. from that. Only because I was like, okay, she took, took cold medicine. She drank. Don't know how much she's drinking. Then she hits her head. Mm-hmm. So my back then, my thought was, worst case scenario, she hit her head. She has a concussion. She has brain damage. We need to take her to the hospital. Like, that's literally what was going through my head. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now I'm like, okay, there's tests to see if she's concussed. Right. And I'm drunk, so how do you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. So I remember stepping and... Just being down. I don't remember the whole fall. Yeah. But thank God, the friend that I was with, her dad was there, and he was a retired fire de- fireman, yeah. firefighter, sorry. And uh, he, I remember him checking me out. And the biggest problem was I drove. Yeah. And you drove. Yeah. And dad drove. Yeah. So we had to get all and these cars home. And it's my senior homecoming I where know. I was, I think I was more like selfish, like teenage selfish where... I'm supposed to be like that on my homecoming as a not senior. my mom, not my mom. Like I, sh- my mom should be taking me home, not the right. other way around. Right. And Definitely. I think that's just like, we'll go into the details of the next day, but like I was selfishly mad at you 
Yeah. And not understanding. And I don't think that that was selfish. Okay. You had every right to be mad. Yeah, okay. You did. You did. And I felt it the next day. Oh, boy. You, yeah. I I was so mad at you. I remember you telling I me to be quiet in the car. <laughs> I don't think you said be quiet, but I was. I was saying it with curse words. Yeah. For the first uh, time in front of you. But, I, but I deserved it. That's all I remember. The next thing I knew, I was opening my eyes and you were over me and I think I had ice packs on. Yeah, I, ch- I woke up. And it up. was daytime. It was like noon or something. No, I think it was like 11. Okay. 10.30 or 11. And I had already been awake for like an hour or so. And I was waiting for you. This is what was weird was you would always wake up at 11 or 12 mm-hmm. after drinking mm-hmm. and being completely fine. But yeah. not being able to do anything for the full day. Like, like a normal up, hangover eat, where hang, you're go lay alive. down, watch TV. Yeah. Yeah, you're alive. You're kind of like a couch potato. This one, you weren't up. I don't know where dad was because that's that wasn't in my memory. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember getting up and just being like, okay, I'm going to go check on her. Because I didn't know if maybe dad took you to the hospital after when I went to bed. But I... So I went into your room mm-hmm. and I didn't know <laughs> what was wrong. You had a butterfly on your eyebrow that dad put on you. Oh, uh, butterflied my cut? Yeah. Okay. So she split her eyebrow open. Yeah. There wasn't like head trauma. It was just my crazy thoughts. That it could have been. the best of me. Maybe. But I think that was probably, that was your rock bottom, right? Oh, definitely. Okay. That coffee cup full of wine is the last drink I've had wow. in 10 years. That's crazy. Yeah. That was the last. And that was like September 18th or 20th. No, or it was October 21st. Oh. It was October I 21st. homecoming was in September. Mm-mm. It was October. It was late for that year for some reason. <coughs> um, and I remember opening my eyes and you were over me. And I think you were adjusting the ice pack or giving me ice pack or something. And you looked at me. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh. And then little pieces start coming back. You know, I remember talking to, I'm not going to say her name, my friend's dad. Yeah. The firefighter. I remembered standing up. And I, I remember I touched my eyebrow and shooting extreme pain yeah and it was very swollen and I thought oh gosh and I remember telling you I have to go to the bathroom and I got up and went to the bathroom and looked and I was like oh no oh wow oh no you saw yourself in your worst state and you were like instant the shame of you seeing me like that and now I have so many questions, but I don't want to ask because they're selfish. Like, who was there? Who saw me? Who drove? Who, you know? Yeah. All the things I didn't have a right to ask. Do you remember what you said to me? Yeah. Um, I don't remember exact words. I n- remember my feelings, and I feel like I'm going to curse, Um, but I said, you're so fucking embarrassing, and... This was me cursing in front of you for the first time, so I'm mm-hmm. sure it didn't roll off the tongue as easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably said, like, I can't believe you did this to me. Like, selfish you teenager said, responses. You said, if you ever drink again. I said this? Uh-huh. Oh my and gosh. I don't know if you said, if you ever drink again. Maybe it was, if you ever do this again. Yeah. I don't know. My senior year during my, at my senior year. Yeah. Something to something else to ruin my senior year. Something. Oh my gosh. I don't remember that. I just remember my feeling of, and I'm so embarrassed. I like you said like this can't happen again. Oh, okay. This can't happen again. And you brought up the wedding. Okay. Yeah. Something is wrong and this has to end. Because the family was a or the wedding was a family wedding. And Mm -hmm. so I was embarrassed. I think I was embarrassed for you. Uh It wasn't embarrassing to me. And then you did that at homecoming and now it was embarrassing to me. Yeah. Yeah. Because 
I was even Believe thinking. Believe me, it was embarrassing to me. I was thinking, which parents saw this? Yes. Because I dealt with bullies. So I was like, who is going to be talking about saw this? Saw my mom. Thing? Well, guess what? The parents at your school should not be talking. Well, no, I it's not name. even that. It's just like if their parent or if their daughter I or understand. son wasn't around, mm-hmm. they would have told their I child. I totally understand. I, because believe me, I didn't everything that you were wanting to say to me or say to, said to me is what I was thinking when I was standing yeah. in that bathroom by myself, looking at my eye yeah. and thinking, I probably should have gone to the hospital. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And uh, I think you had a bruise on your arm. The fact that I couldn't arm. remember anything really scared me. I I think you had something wrong with your arm. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Like you had it was bru- like blue. Yeah. But the worst one part of it was my head. Your cracked open eyebrow. Mhm. Um so um moving forward. Yes. Let's get past that night. Yeah. Well, we're over it now. And well, it was quite a journey, yes. but, um, after and that, after night, that day, yeah, after that night, we talked it out and then it was kind of quiet tiptoe for a little while, but, and, but we got I, over honestly, it. I didn't believe you because it had happened so many times that I was like, she's going to just say, like, well, what you don't know is that I called a friend who is a parent, mm-hmm. um, that I know she had. I don't want to say experience someone in her family that had was a recovering alcoholic Okay. that um, had gone through this. And I only knew that because of Facebook posts. Okay. And so I called her Mm -hmm. and I asked her, can we meet and talk? And she met me at the Starbucks. That was either Sunday or Monday. So the football game was on a Friday, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then it was Saturday you woke up and that was bad. And then Sunday probably. Sunday was quiet. So it was either Sunday afternoon I met her. No, I think it, it might have been Monday cuz you guys weren't around. Anyway, doesn't matter. I met with her mm-hmm. and she I still didn't know. I knew I needed something. I didn't know what. And she talked with me, told mm-hmm. me about her experience and said, um, I'm not here to say you're an alcoholic. Only you know that, you know, but yeah, it wouldn't hurt go to, going to a meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that Tuesday, no, that Friday, because yeah. it was Friday nights. Mm-hmm. That Friday, I had a friend that had been inviting me to see our Celebrate Recovery at church a lot. She was very, very active in it. She posted it all over and she would invite me all the time. Like, come on, come on, you know. Like, did she know that you had a problem? And uh, was she inviting? knew that I drank. Okay. I don't think she knew that it was a problem. Okay. Um, she had different problems than. So she, she probably just hang-ups. thought you could use I think the help. She wanted, maybe the thing about celebrate recovery, it's not alcoholics. It's codependency. It's sexual problems. It's mm-hmm. drugs. It's everything that you can think of. Any hurt habit or hang up. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of different people. They're not just people that are drink. So anyway, that Friday I went and it was scary. That was one week from the event, <laughs> uh, that faithful day. <laughs> um, and I walked in and I sat in the back and I watched everything and I listened. And at the very end, they give out chips. Yeah. Just like a, and so they said, I was all by myself. I didn't know. I, there was a few people that I recognized from church, but, uh, and then my friend in the front row. But other than that, I didn't know anybody. And at the end of passing out chips, they pass out what's called a newcomer chip. Mm-hmm. And they ask anybody that's there that is starting something new, is here for the first time. Um, like recognizes a weakness that yes. they'd like to recover from. Yes. So I went up. I cannot believe I went up That's and so I thought, terrifying. well, it is my first time, so I can't go up next week Yeah, true. because it's my first time. So I went up, they asked you to say your name and what you're there for. And I said, my name is Shannon and I'm an alcoholic. And I was trembling because 
Oh my gosh, I'm going to cry right now because that's I so emotional. still at that t- moment didn't think I was you, an alcoholic. Yeah, you didn't recognize it until you said it and you were like, oh. I knew I had a problem with alcohol, but mm-hmm. like I said, I didn't drink during the day. I didn't keep it. I didn't hide it. It was a different type of alcoholism. Exactly, and that I learned later on. Um, and then when I came down off the stage, my friend jumped out in the ho- in the walkway and hugged me and and grabbed my arm, left her husband and grabbed my arm and walked <laughs> me to the back of the thing and said, there's a step study starting this week. I'm leading it. Sign up. Hmm. I signed up. She bought my Bible. She bought my study things. So it was all like, bam, bam, bam. I, I met with the friend. I went to CR. That very next Tuesday, I was in a step study. And wow. that was nine months long. And uh, I... I remember at the end of class thinking, I wish my girls could do this, you know, in your 20s to go through a program like that. But you we weren't learn in our 20s so yet. much. I know. <laughs> and there is a there is a high school level class, but our church did not have it at the time. It was okay. very new yeah. at that time, 10 years ago. Um, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit this Friday when I pick up my 10 year chip, but I only planned on doing it until you graduated high school. Oh, my gosh. You know, I kept thinking, well, like, you know what? I've had some times in the past where I went nine months without drinking it. You know, when you dry up because you're just tired of alcohol. Um, No, I don't know that. I know you don't know that. Oh, gosh. It's so hard to live up to our standards. No, it's only it's it's just because I don't have an addictive personality. Yeah. And I think when you I, I recognized it with through you early on and Every time I'm like, wait, am I addicted to this? So I'm constantly being self-aware of what I'm doing in my life. Mm-hmm. I feel like also my natural personality is I love to do this or I, I love this drink. I love this drink. Or at one point I was smoking hookah and I love, I love the hookah. It's so fun, blah, blah, blah. But never once did I say like, oh my gosh. I have a problem or even think that I had a problem, which might be like an addictive thought of like, I don't have a problem kind of self doubt, but it's been five, six years since I've smoked hookah. Cause I met Woody at a hookah bar mm-hmm. after high school. And I think maybe three months after that, I was like, yeah, I'm done smoking hookah. I don't really care about it. So that's why I think you, I don't have that trait. You've of, never gotten, you never had a baby blanket. You never had a favorite doll. You never had a favorite toy. You never, yeah. you, you've never been attached, <laughs> dependent, I'll say, not attached, okay. dependent on something. But anyway, um, that the, the first couple of meetings, it was just like, uh, okay, yeah, I'll wait till she graduates high school and then everything will be cool again. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, you know, step studies for nine months. You have to commit to not drink for nine months. Yeah. Um, what if you do? Do you have to start it over? Do they kick you out of the group? Uh, or? There was some people that did. Or um, do they just not show up? They're asked, not directly, but they'll make announcements in the class. Like, you're, you're, you could be triggering somebody that's here trying to get sober. Because sometimes people would show up and they smell like it. <gasps> Okay. And you don't smell it when you drink, but when you stop drinking, you can smell it on other people. If you smoke, you you don't smell it, but yes. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Um, Also, I had um, throughout my treatment, we'll go a little bit deeper in my treatment, but um, I went to a couple AA meetings because I didn't know, um, you know, you don't know what is going to work for you really. And you think what you're being told by other alcoholics is you have to be in meetings. You have to do 90 days and, and 90 meetings in 90 days, which if you're drinking alone, if you're sneaking alcohol, if you're drinking daily, if you cannot go a day without alcohol, you should be in 90 meetings in 90 days. Got it. Because that's going to get you over the hump mm-hmm. and you need that daily meeting um, to connect with others, to talk about, cause it's everything you're holding on to is the reason that you drink or do drugs or shop too much or whatever. But I went to a couple AA meetings and 
I remember sitting in one particular meeting that uh, somebody from my class invited me to and thinking as they went around the room, I mean, it is anonymous, but people were in jail. Did people, you know these people previously? No, or? I these never. These are strangers. These are strangers I'm in the room with. Okay. Um, people have been to jail. People, the people at the liquor store knew them and oh knew their God. drink and... <gasps> I mean, when I was in my 20s, the bartenders knew my drink, but I feel like that's I was a super normal. big flirt. That's yeah. how it worked, you know, and I worked there. So on my of days off when I was drink. there, they knew my drink. But um, I, I remember sitting one of them kept it under her bathroom cabinet in oh the bathroom so that she can. Um, so she just hit it around. The yeah. House vodka. Oh hit it around gosh. the house so she can take a drink. If people are over, she can take a drink in whatever room she's in and nobody would know. And and I was thinking well, like, uh, well, what? I'm not an alcoholic because I don't do any of those yeah. things. So okay. it was a, the first couple of months was a real struggle. Because you were confused. I was confused because I could always go without. So I didn't think I was an alcoholic. So like so when you, you get up and say, my name is Shannon and I'm an alcoholic. You never really believe that. Okay. Because you've quit. Okay. Yeah. You're clean, so now you're not I an alcoholic. I have not had a drink yeah. since October 21st, 2012. Oh, 11. 2011. I have not had a drink since that day. And you still consider yourself Just like that. an like alcoholic. You're, you're, doesn't make I have your a, identity, but right. you still say the it, The proper right? thing to say when you pick up your chick chip is to say what your habit is yeah um i had a problem with alcohol do i still believe that i'm alcoholic mm, probably not um you just abused it i abused don't alcoholic. Want and, to and i learned through because one of my uh, we call them accountability partners i talk to her today because we talk every year on my anniversary okay and she said to me there are many different types of alcohol uh, alcoholics mm-hmm. you um what did she say you have no off button okay when you start you finish there's no alcohol left in the building when you're done and okay. i said yeah so so it's like people who overeat or the everything that's on their plate, they have to finish. Exactly. So it's like that. There's but different types of eating disorders. Yeah. So there's different types of alcoholics. Okay. So, in the beginning, I really struggled struggled with that word. But yes. You still say that that you are. Oh yeah. Okay. You're an alcoholic. Once you once you've had a problem, it's that for the rest of your life. Because, what I learned during this pandemic, mm-hmm. which I never. I will say the first year of treatment is hard. You're dealing with a lot of emotions. You're finding out all your triggers. All this childhood, childhood stuff is coming mm-hmm. up. Every, all, every trauma I had been through in my life was coming up. Okay. And you're going, oh, 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 you know. Like so all this stuff's coming up. There were signals. Out. Yeah. And you're around a lot of people that drink still. Yeah. I mean, my wine club girls dropped me, but. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Whatevs. Uh, I guess some people, another thing they'll tell you when you quit drinking is they'll say, uh, nobody wants to drink alone. So they won't invite you anymore. Okay. People don't want to sit at a, in a backyard or at a restaurant mm-hmm. or whatever and drink by themselves. So they're not going to invite me anymore. Cause I don't drink. Yeah. So like, so like if you go out to dinner with your girlfriends and you're the only one who doesn't drink and the rest of us who do drink, do you feel weird? Um, they did. I have sat at a dinner or a lunch with my girlfriends and ordered a drink and they didn't. And then I'm like, why aren't you drinking? Yeah. And so, yeah, that saying is very true. Yeah. Um, it's weird to only be the one drinking. Cause you're like, well, why aren't we drinking? We're here. It's the same, uh, people that would say, you don't have a problem. Why are you in treatment? That's because they're drunk too. I'm like, exactly. You don't know I'm drunk because you're drunk. <laughs> um, but I'm not saying anybody that gets drunk or anybody that drinks, go for it. You know, yeah. I used to envy 
people that can have a half a glass of wine or one glass of wine at a restaurant and then walk away. I was like, you're only going to, wait a minute. You're not going to finish that? <laughs> and you're only having one? Yeah. We just got started. What do you mean? <laughs> one. Why would you have one? Have none. So so maybe uh, they like the flavor and not the feeling. See, and that's where I figured out I, I'm broken. I was broken. My drinker was broken. When people ask me now, oh, did you have a drinking problem? I go, no, I was just really good at it. <laughs> oh my God. I was a professional. <laughs> yeah, I was a professional drinker. I drank until it was gone. Uh, there was a lot of times we're at a block party or something, and Dad would be like, "Come on, it's time to go," and I'd be like, "There's still beer." <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> but um, yeah, the AA, um, it was a little scary to me. Um, the CR was. I was much more comfortable with the CR. Mm-hmm. Um, and I met a lot of great ladies. I don't think I would have made it through that first Christmas without the CR group that I had because um, there was two women. One was like at 25 years or something. And one was at like 27 years, something. And they ha- said to me, do you have a plan for Christmas? And I was like, what do you mean? Are people going to be drinking at your Chris- family Christmas parties? And I said, Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. And they were like, "You need to put together a plan." So, did they coach you through this plan? Yeah, they they tell you like, "What are you gonna say if somebody Offers asks you? why you're not drinking?" Because oh. nobody knew I was in treatment at that time. Yeah, except for you, the immediate family. Yeah, you know. And I did get a lot of that when you say I'm not drinking anymore. Why? Okay, you're not alcoholic, and it's just like you're gonna go through this whole thing. And I hadn't told anybody about homecoming. At that point, yeah. nobody knew about that. Well, a lot of people don't know until now. Uh, right now, people are going to know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think I've ever... I, I've told this story to a few mm-hmm. people, not in this detail. Yeah. Um, Some of this detail I years, didn't know. For years, I didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Like, I would just say, yeah, I got out of hand. You know. Yeah, that's probably the easiest and yeah, shortest way to got say out it. Of, it got out of hand. And I think the longer you were out of high school, the easier it got for me. Or maybe it's just the more years that go by, it gets easier for me. I think the, well, exactly why when you asked me what I said to you, I don't remember. It's been 10 years. I feel different. I am a different person now than I was. Do you remember when I completed my program and I got my one year chip? Yes. And I was bawling my eyes out and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm bawling in front of People that I've known in the church for so long. Yes, you were practically born in that church. Like I went to school with their kids or they were chaperoning a field trip and Mm -hmm. I'm bawling my eyes out, which back then I cared a lot about what people thought. Uh And now I'm like... Everybody in that row was crying. You weren't alone. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was a mess. I think on Friday, tomorrow, I'm going to be a mess again. Just because 10 years, that's huge. It is. It is. I can't believe it's 10 years. I have a couple friends now um, that are starting out. One is kind of a new and one is almost like in two weeks, it'll be one year for <gasps> her. Oh my gosh. Oh, her. Sorry. Um, anyway, I remember that. I will never forget that first couple of years. And like I said, I thought. Are um, you going to their like ceremonies or whatever? Not, it's not a ceremony, but it's it, not a, cere- me- a meeting a where they give out after the meeting, they give out, uh, and it's a big deal anniversary because they start off with newcomers mm-hmm. and then 30 days and then 60 days and then 90 days and then six months, right? After 90 uh-huh. days, it's yes. six months Yes. and then a year uh-huh. and then two years uh-huh. and then all the way to, is there a 20? I oh, know yeah. they had There's, to uh, order them. Like I said, when I started, someone had 27 years. That's One of the crazy. girls in my group. So now she has 37 years. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, oh, well, I'm not going to get that chip because <laughs> I'm only years. here for a year. <laughs> and then I thought, I can remember thinking, oh, when they move out, when they go to college, you know. Well, we were going to college right out of high yeah. school. When, so. uh, when they move out. So you're competing against yourself, like, have, that was pushing in the it beginning. out, pushing it out, yeah. pushing it out. And I still, probably for a few years, got pressure 
from from people? people from people do you still talk to these people uh-huh okay uh-huh and it was like is it like normal for them now everybody or now no? would never ask me to drink okay not at this point they know obviously they, 10 years they know i'm serious yeah because you've probably in their memory they've known you now the longest and they knew you drinking. correct correct except for really super close friends uh you know what in my my little circle that i have now yeah they've never seen me drink true yeah the people you see like every day my running group my workout group my sisters in christ mm-hmm. they've never seen me drink and a lot of people that have never seen me drink think i can't imagine you on alcohol and i'm like i know right imagine this but much louder oh my gosh too loud (laughs) i can remember she would scare me yeah because you'd be laughing so hard at the tv and i would be like okay the laugh came out of nowhere i thought she was either screaming or laughing that's a sutherland thing get used to it no i know but i'm just it's just like extra louder you are extra loud and because i was always the drinker at the parties i never noticed it or family dinners or whatever now i really notice it like oh i can remember probably being about nine months in and thinking i can tell the minute you slur that first word oh my gosh you are the slurring police but yes yes (laughs) right and i would be like you've told this story a hundred times now and people imagine, would repeat the same story in the same night over and i'm like imagine your so story annoying. what is your story that I you know. would repeat <laughs> it was probably an awesome story like oh i God. said i was the life of the party life of the party but um i never missed it there w- there isn't one event or one day that i sat and thought i wish i could have a drink that everybody else was having yeah fast forward to the pandemic so the pandemic was a year ago um uh, we're in tw- almost so a year okay. almost two years ago so i had what eight years nine years you hit I nine, had years, nine years when it started right? Wh- right when so nine years was last year and that was kind of when we were starting to get out of covid like quarantine okay, so and we were going year. into restaurants again my eighth year um, during the pandemic. Was that was the before the pandemic, though, because last year we were in right. the pandemic. It was the first time. Okay. In all these years. That I wanted a drink. Why? Because you were bored? No, because of what was going on. Remember during the pandemic, there was some talk about martial law. Yeah. And you go stock up on your food. Well, and they're talking the about that again. going to do this. Yeah. And I really started to worry, worry. Mm-hmm. I know because I heard it all the time. You were like, when are you coming over? Martial law is going into effect. And I'm like, I, I don't know what martial like law is or whatever. But yeah, um, I know about I know what it is now. But, but anyway, that yeah. was that was the first time in all these years that I I had that. Sometimes I'd be like, man, I wish I I wish I could be that person that could have one drink so that I could just have one drink. And those are just fleeting thoughts. Yeah. In the beginning, I I missed the taste of it. I was like, oh, I wish I could taste a beer. I wish whatever. But last year was the first time I really thought about a drink. Like, if I could just drink, this would go away. You wanted to escape. Yes. Okay. Exactly. So talking about these are now you're going into your triggers. What were some of your triggers before the whole homecoming thing happened? Like that you recognized or that you found out about? Because maybe someone's out there and they don't realize something's triggering them. And so So they feel better with a glass of wine. There is a whole chapter as you're going through Celebrate Recovery um, that will help you deal with your triggers. Mm -hmm. Um, It is a list. Does it recognize your it triggers is a list. Yes, you figure that out through the program. Okay. By doing the homework and um, reading um, and, and listening to other people too, because everybody's giving their testimony every week. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a list mm-hmm. of triggers 
and you have to go through these lists. Yeah. Um, and what happens to you? What are you feeling? So it would be like family, work, friends, uh, money, you know. Okay. And so you're going through these lists and you put like check marks next to it. And then you explain each one. Okay. And during that time, I, I don't want to place blame on anybody. Oh, my gosh. Because they're my triggers. Okay. But my mother was a huge trigger for me. Mm-hmm. Um, especially during the holidays. My, my mother, um, not knowing herself, put a lot of pressure on me. Uh, a lot of guilt trips. Okay. Um, when my parents got divorced, I took it upon. I, I could have took it about upon well, myself to do this. Well, you're the only girl. I'm so. the only girl. I always have taken care of everybody. I was raised to serve my brothers. I'm not saying anything is wrong with my childhood. I had an amazing childhood, amazing parents. But I was raised to take care of my dad and take care of my brothers and serve them. And um, anybody that grew up with me would say that. Probably not my brothers, but. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, no, it was like, uh, you know, hey, Shaney, get me an iced tea. Hey, Shaney, can you iron my shirt? I have a date. Hey, Shaney, you know, and, and that's where I felt my love. That's where I learned love was yeah. service. Yeah. So I love to do things for people. That's yeah. where I get my my. Um, that's what fills up my tank. Yeah. Um, but when my parents separated, um, they were separated for like five years, five, six years before they actually got divorced. But I was, I felt that I needed to be the mediator between them. Every family event. I was the first one to have children. So So you were walking on eggshells and trying to make everyone happy. Mm -hmm. So that's your trigger. Uh, Making sure everyone's happy. Yes. And when they, you could tell that they weren't any happy. Any conflict, any conflict mm-hmm. is a trigger for me. Okay. Uh, not conflict with me, conflict between two people around me. Okay. Two friends, two daughters. Oh, wow. Okay. Two siblings, two parents. Yeah. Uh, I was always the one trying to keep the peace. Mm. That's a you lot know? of pressure. It's a lot of pressure and holidays were extremely hard because yeah, because you are have a f- huge family trying to make everybody happy. Yes, we'll be there. Yes, we'll be there. Yes, we'll and be there. Yes, we'll be there. You and have a blended family at the same time. I have a blended a family. I come from a blended family. Yeah, it's very difficult. And what I should have done if I would have had some type of therapy or treatment years before I would have said, hey, this is what my family is doing. Yeah. Come or not. Yeah. It's on you. But I didn't do that. I held everybody's hand. I took care of everybody. Um, I feel like that explains all of it. And it really it does. And perfectly that's where wraps it up. Codependency really has uh, adds to alcoholism, drug, uh, you know, things like that. Yeah. But here we are 10 years later. 10 years. I Ten cannot years. believe it. And besides that little bump in pandemic that I did not drink. But it was one day, one moment that I thought, if I was just able to drink, I would feel so much better right now. But I know I'm not able because, can I say one quick thing? Yeah. During my treatment, um, I met a veteran. Mm -hmm. He was probably in his 70s, late 70s, somewhere in the 70s. And he told me his story really quickly um, that he had been sober for like 15 years or something and he was back. And I was like, Oh my gosh, what happened? You know, you're back. And he said, well, I met a lady Uh and she liked to drink wine. (gasps) Oh no. And so we dated for a little while and that was fine. And then I thought I could have, I'll just have one beer. Oh no. And one beer turned into two beers, turned into a case, (gasps) turned into, and here I am again. And he said to me, it's a slippery slope. Wow. And I think that struck fear in me. This was during quarantine that he told no, you? No, this was oh. during my treatment my first year. Okay. So my you remembered this memory. I will never forget his face. I will never forget wow. what he said. And every time I've ever gone, mm, I wish I could have a beer or, you know, sometimes when you guys are out and you're having a cute little cocktail or something, I'm like, mm, for one second. Yeah, but just but so I you don't, know. Half the time, it's disgusting, and okay, I don't good. finish it. And it's it. too expensive. Yes. It's like $20 a drink Dad is now. saving so much money. 
Okay. <laughs> More so, money for Louis Vuitton. Yeah, that, that's one of the things that keeps me from, and that thought that I had during the pandemic was, man, if I was just able, allowed to, or able to have one drink, I would feel so much better. But then that man's voice comes in my head and says, it's a slippery slope, Shannon. And I don't. And here we are. 10 years. And hopefully... Z in 20. <laughs> oh my gosh. We got time. We got time. Yeah. Hopefully that story of the veteran helps other people who are listening to this, yeah. who might be in recovery or starting out mm-hmm. or have been here for 10 years just like you. And maybe had a slip up here and there. Yeah. And or are slope. thinking about slipping mm-hmm. up and thinking Or thinking I can have just one. Yeah. So... We should end it there because that's a nice, sweet little story. Um, thank you. Thank you guys for listening. Um, again, this was our sobriety, well, not my, your sobriety story um, and our memories of it. And I'm glad that 10 years has gone by so quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that in 10 years we both have grown so much mm-hmm. and so much closer. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's definitely uh one of my favorite relationships um, i'm oh. not gonna say my favorite but i want oh don't say that <laughs> i don't want to don't say that that's okay the husband your is first, listening your first yes favorite relationship yes <laughs> all right um thank you guys for listening to sutherland girls podcast thank we'll you. see you soon